my wonderful friends, welcome to Faith FM Drive Time BQ&A. This is the show where we respond to difficult questions concerning faith, God, religion and the Bible. This is the show where we look at world religious trends in the light of Bible prophecy. G'day friends, it's Will here in the studio and I've got my good friend uh, Pastor Brenton with me in the studio today on a beautiful Monday, kicking it off live here from our studio here in South Australia. So for wherever you're tuning in from today, whether you're here local in the Adelaide region or you're across the country as we are going live, we want to give you a very, very warm, warm welcome for being able to tune in to our show today. And so we're kicking off a brand new theme for this week. And the theme that our team are going to be looking at uh, for today and the rest of the week, this week is the Bible in times of hurt and pain. The Bible in times of hurt and pain. And we're going to be unpacking that for this week. Uh, but particularly, uh, Britton and I, we're going to be looking at the question or the topic, should I say, about rejection. And the act, the more specific thing, question we're looking at today is rejection. Does it happen to good people? Good people. And so, Brendan, I want to welcome you here in the studio. Pastor Britton Thank you. is uh, very well uh, part of our team here on Drive Time. How's your week? Uh, well, we're starting off the new week, Brendan. <laughs> How's your weekend? Well, the weekend's been all over the place. Um, Saturday I was preaching at Wyala and uh, got back Saturday night. Sunday I was visiting someone who's very, very ill uh, down towards Norlunga Centre and here we are in the studio Monday night. So um, I think my feet have touched the ground. We are on cue for the topic tonight, Will, and... (laughs) Um, we thank the Lord for yeah. um, some real blessings over the weekend as uh, Lurleen and I have travelled. We've done about oh, 12, 1300 k's of travelling last week. So uh, Wow. It's good to be back in Adelaide and good to be on air. Praise God. Well, glad to have you in the studio. And so today, um, and for our listeners, um, w- as we're looking at this topic of rejection, um, well, basically the overall theme is yes. the Bible in times yeah. of hurt and yeah. pain. Yeah. Um, so looking forward to our time together, Brendan, as we, you know, wrestle with, uh, I guess, a topic that everyone, I guess, faces, um, dealing with rejection, dealing with pain, because that's part of life, I guess. Yeah. And, um, true. But I think today we're looking at, it's a more of a pointed, um, perspective. Does it happen to good I people? So. I think so. Yeah. I, I think you could, you could have the topic on air rejection and have any number of people talk about how they've been rejected, whatever, whatever, whatever. However, <clears throat> what we're dealing with is this rejection, does it happen to good people? Because if you use the word, does it happen to good people, you're suggesting because they're good, there must be a reason as to why yeah. they're rejected. Does that make sense? Yeah, total sense. Yeah. Rather than just rejected because I didn't put arm arm deodorant on, I don't look right, (laughs) (laughs) Um, my hair's no good, Um, I'm not cool at school, I don't have many followers on Facebook or whatever, whatever, whatever. So I I think narrowing the field down, zooming in on this topic of uh, does it happen to good people is going to be an interesting yeah. discussion because we're going to use a Bible character. No, sure it's I'm. not Jesus Christ for those who may be listening and thinking, oh, well, we can go straight to Isaiah 53. Well, we could, yep. but we're not. Yep. We're going to go yeah. to a Bible character very well known and discuss how he was rejected in several aspects, but how ultimately it all turned out 
Yeah. Not only for his good, but more specifically for God's glory and part of God's plan. So when we think will in terms of rejection as a, as a good person, because yeah. we're trying to do what God wants us to do, let's always remember two things. Number one, God is still overall, right. still in control of everything. And number two, um, it can be used, and I use that word advisedly, it can be used for character building. Yeah. It doesn't have to be because it depends on yeah. how we respond That's right. to the rejection. Exactly. And where we go with it. Yeah. <laughs> so looking forward to our time together mm. as we unpack this uh, Bible character that we're going to look at in just a few moments. Just to just to give you a heads up on some of the questions our team are going to be tackling for the rest of the week, uh, questions such as, um, can we explain every hurt? Um, do the faithful always win? Uh, does Jesus always steal the storm? And um, how can That's we relate? Point. Yeah, how can we relate to hurt and pain? And so for you, our, our lovely listeners out there, hey, um, we hope that this is something that's going to meet kind of bring some type of relevance to what you may be going through. And uh, we'd love to um, for you to engage with us. Obviously, we're going to have our book offer in just a moment. But hey, why don't you text us um, for you that's listening and you have the opportunity to do so. We would love as a team to get... I get a sense of who's tuning in and from which parts of the country. So why don't you do us a favor, Brendan and I, here in the studio. Hey, if you've got a couple of seconds, why don't you pick up your phone and just um, text a text message saying g'day and where you're tuning in from. Our number here in the studio is 0488-80811. We would love to hear from you. We would. Um, let us know where you're listening in from. Hey, hey if you've got a question or a comment, that's um, pertaining to our program today. Love to hear from you. So once again, zero four triple eight eight zero eight double one. And so um, we're going to go to a song and um, in a break in just a few moments. What we do before we do that, we always like to promote our free book offer to you, our listeners out there, and uh, our book that we want to promote right now is the book Courage for Tough Times. And um, and it's like an interesting title. Yeah. Courage for Tough Times, and it's by the author David Marshall. Um, How to cope with the lows of life. God is never far away. Sometimes our heart aches with troubles, uh, for instance, cancer, scare, stroke, loss of someone dear to us. And so the question is, how do we cope with the lows of life? And and God is never far away. So Dr. David Marshall, he's a retired editor of the Stanborough Press. He has both experienced tough times himself and also found solace in the hope that God can only be offered that sorry that hope that can only be offered by a caring God. And so we would love for you to have that as a gift from us to you. If you would like a free copy of the book Courage for Tough Times by Dr. David Marshall, please text the code here in the studio SA130. You need to text the code SA130 to our number in the studio 04888 80811. Uh, once again, SA130, that's the code, and text that to 04888-80811, and we'll get that book out to you as soon as we can, free of charge, as a gift from us to you. And so, um, so yeah, we'll promote the book offer one more time uh, uh, in the middle of our show. But hey, to our listeners, again, we want to thank you for tuning in. We're just going to go to a song now, and uh, we'll be back in just a few moments where we look at the question about um, rejection. rejection and does it happen just to good people. Don't go away. We'll be back in just a few moments.
Rugged Cross by uh, Anna Weatherup. And you, you listen to Faith FM Drive Time BQ&A with Will and Brenton in the studio. If you've just tuned in, um, we're kicking off our brand new theme for today and the rest of the week with our team. And our theme is the Bible in times of hurt and pain. 
And so that's the, the theme we're going to be exploring this week. But today, tonight, uh, Brenton and I are looking at the question, rejection, does it happen just to good people? And um, just before the break, we're sharing that uh, we're going to be unpacking a particular uh, Bible character. We've also just uh, promoted our book offer as well, um, but uh, we'll give you another opportunity to um, get a hold of that copy in just a few moments' time. So please don't go away and hope you can tune in with us. So, Brendan, without further ado, we're looking at this topic about the Bible in times of hurt and pain, but specifically we're talking about rejection and does it happen to good people? What does the Bible say about that? I, I know you want to maybe look at a particular character in the Bible. We will look at a particular character, but um, we could even start by quoting something that our listeners would know, Will, pretty well. Christ on the cross said, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Right. He felt rejection. So if Christ felt rejection... Even though he wasn't actually being rejected, he felt yeah. rejected at the time. If it's happened to him, the question that we're we're answering rejection does it happen to good people? Well, if it happened to Christ hanging on the cross, it can happen to anybody. Yeah, and so I would probably look at it from the point of view and say, well, rejection happens to everybody. Yeah, it probably happens more to good people because. Good people generally tend to have standards. I'm talking about moral standards, ethical standards. A lot of our world today, as you know, is fairly fluid as far as standards goes. We have something called situational ethics, which means uh, whatever it is, go with it. That's right. If uh, if the ends justify the means, do it. Whereas we're going to have a look at a Bible character now who – could have taken that view, where yeah. he would have ended up would be interesting. Guy by the name of Joseph. Oh, okay. <laughs> now, when I mentioned Joseph, there was a musical written a few years ago by Andrew Lloyd Webber. Some people who are listening might remember it called Joseph and His Amazing Technicolor Coat. <laughs> it was a musical, you know, along the lines of um, Evita or Cats or... Um, the Phantom of the Opera or some of that type of scenario. But here, anyway, Joseph is mentioned in the Bible. In fact, once you get to about chapter 34, 35 of Genesis, basically the rest of the book is about Joseph or about the interaction of Joseph with his brothers. So where are we going to start? We're going to start by answering the question direct. Does rejection happen to good people? Answer, yes, it does happen to good people. Let's use an example here. Of Joseph. Who was he? Maybe you can help me, Will. So well, Joseph, what do you know about yeah. Joseph? Tell me about Joseph. Wasn't he one of the um, Jacob's uh, sons? So He was. Jacob had 13 sons. He had seven by uh, Leah. He had two by okay, Rachel. Now- you, you're doing better than me because I forget he who, had who belongs two to. By Bilhar, <laughs> right? He had two by Zilpah, so seven and two is nine, and two is eleven, and two is thirteen. It's it's interesting that um, Rachel was his favourite wife. Yeah. Now we know that the name Jacob means supplanter or deceiver, and he deceived his brother out of the birthright. Yep. We haven't got time to go through all that today. Right. What we want to just share is how was. Um, Joseph rejected by his family because 
when I look at the story of Joseph, it, it really gets me. It's not often that you get such strong passions mentioned in the Bible as, as you get uh, here in regard to right. this particular guy. Um, he was the first son of Rachel. Now, Rachel had two boys. She had Joseph and Benjamin. Yep. And because Rachel was Jacob's favourite wife, even though Leah was the first one right. he married, he had seven children to her. Um, Joseph was his favourite. Yeah, he favoured favoured Joseph. And what made it really, really bad was this. Let me read it to you just a little bit. He's 17 years of age. This is the account of Jacob and his family. When Joseph was 17 years old, he often tended his father's flocks. He worked for his half-brothers, the sons of his father's wives, Bilhar and Zilpah. But Joseph reported to his father some of the bad things his brothers were doing. Jacob loved Joseph more than any of his other children because Joseph had been born to him in his old age. Do you know how old he was, Will, when he had... Um, 91. 91, wow. I mean, uh, how old was Abraham when he had Isaac? 100, was it? I think he was about 100, yeah. Yeah. So, so he wasn't, this guy's nearly as old. This yeah. is his grandson. Jacob is um, Abraham's grandson, and he's 91 when he yep. has When he has um, Joseph. Joseph, yep. Anyway, it basically says that, so Jacob... Um, because he was his favourite son, Jacob made a special robe for him. Now, most people who know anything about the story of Joseph yep. know about this robe. I'm not going to go through a description of what the robe sure. was like other than to say this. It was a robe that would have gone down to his feet. It would have gone down to his hands, right. basically. It was the type of robe that royalty or people, children that came from very okay. special homes had – but more than any of this, it would have indicated that a person wearing this type of robe, it's not the type of robe you would wear to do physical work. Okay. Now, so it was almost he's, like a... He's working for his brothers, um, yep. half-brothers, Bilhar and Zilpah's children, and uh, he suddenly he, appears in this robe that Dad's bought him, and it's, it says this... <laughs> But Joseph reported to his father, Jacob, yeah, anyway. But his brothers hated Joseph. The word is sane, S-A-N-N-E. The Hebrew word for it is sane. Okay. Oh, I found that quite interesting. It simply means this, to hate someone. Now, in our, even in our culture in 2023, the word hate is a fairly strong word. We have hate crimes. We have various things that are described, you know, as, as hate in our society. Hate is a very strong emotional yeah. term. Now, they, they hated him to such a degree. It says this. It says, but his brothers hated Joseph because their father loved him more than the rest of them. They couldn't say a kind word to him. Mm. Now, that's interesting in itself because... Basically, what it means is you would begin each day in a Jewish household by, if I was your brother and you were my brother, I'd say, Shalom, brother. They couldn't even say that. Wow. They just ignored him. Is this rejection? Yeah, it certainly is rejection. And uh, imagine wandering around with your other 11 brothers, because I don't think um, Benjamin was too young at this stage. Yeah. Benjamin was about four years of age, so he doesn't really feature. Yeah. So the other 11 brothers, he's wandering around. No one can say a good word to him. 
Imagine sitting yeah, at a it meal. It sounds like they're a bit jealous because yeah. yes, obviously. Imagine sitting at a meal table. Pass yep. me the bread. Mm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you could you could imagine they'd be sitting at a meal table and you could cut the air with a life. You, yep. You've heard the term, you know. <laughs> yeah. The tension mounted. The, I'd imagine meal times in that household with the blended family right. of two wives and two maidservants who had born children to Jacob was quite something. Yeah. And to add to it, you got this, where these guys, they hated him so much they could not not only say a bad word to him, they couldn't say anything to him really. Wow. They just ignored him. Yeah. That's the ultimate in hate. Um, so I don't know. Was he rejected? Yes, he was. It wasn't altogether his fault. Uh, some people say he was the spoilt younger yeah. son of uh, jo- uh, Jacob. I, I tend to look at it this way. He didn't spoil himself. His father did that. Yeah. He, did he dob his brothers in? Yes, he did. <coughs> was it because they were doing bad things? I think if you study some of the previous chapters, you'll realize some of his brothers were real bad eggs. Yeah. So what he was doing was maybe... We don't know all the circumstances. Maybe he was saying to Dad, look, Dad, <laughs> these guys, they're up to, you know, they're not doing the right thing. And his father would have known they weren't doing the right thing because we know what Simeon and Levi did. You remember yeah, when yeah. their sister got violated, yeah. they went out and killed half the males in the district. Yeah. Yes, right. And so <laughs> um, I believe he had a very good, a very strong sense of right and wrong. Right. Joseph, and maybe he thought that his father could temper their behaviour. But we've got to remember, Joseph is 17 years of age. These guys are probably 35 or 40. Okay, so they're a lot older. They're adults. Yeah. They're probably married even. Right. And they're not going to listen to a whippersnipper like him. Yeah. So his rejection starts back there. And, uh, well, the rest of Chapter 37 is interesting. We'll We'll go through it a little bit. Uh, have you got any thoughts on, on Joseph? Have you yeah. ever thought about how he must have felt? I'd, uh, how would you feel or how would I feel if we lived in a household where, where we were utterly ignored? Because yeah. that's basically what's happening here. He knows dad, dad, he's dad's favourite. Yes, he yeah. does know that. Right. Um, his mother, Rachel, is dead. He hasn't got her yep. to turn to for solace. Bill Ha was Rachel's maidservant. In all probability, she brought Joseph up largely. Sure. So, and furthermore, what people don't realise is that Joseph actually knew his grandfather Isaac. He he would have been about ten years of age when Isaac died, so wow. he would have had an opportunity to talk to grandfather Isaac about things, but his support base, his father is still there, his grandfather is dead, his mother is dead, his brothers hate him, all 11 of them. Younger brother, um, Benjamin, who came from the same mum, is four years of age. He's not going to be any real support to uh, uh, Joseph, is he? Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. Have you ever found that yourself? Um, have you ever found a scenario like that? A lot needs to be said about this story about not having favourites. Yeah. Now, that's that's the blazingly obvious um, lesson that you can take from the story of Joseph is that his father should not have treated him that way. Look, most parents, I believe, do have favourites, but a good parent tends to hide it. 
That's right, well. yeah. I was not the favourite in my family. Um, I was the first child in my family. I don't believe that I was dad and mum's favourite. It's never bothered me to any great yeah. extent. I don't know what your background is, Will, maybe. Um, but sometimes parents do not disguise it very well. Yeah. It's very obvious to the other members of the family that you're on the outer. <laughs> yeah, well, I guess for me... Um, this I'm, guy here is the golden boy or the yeah. golden girl and can do no wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I was thinking more like personally, um, because I was brought up, you know, I'm the eldest of four. I got two yes. brothers and a sister, yes. so yeah, you know, it's funny how like over the years, my younger brothers have kind of like, uh, you know, said to mum and dad, oh, you know, William gets away with this and that, and ah. he can't do anything wrong because he's the oldest, and so you know, I've I've heard a bit of that from from my yeah, my younger so, yeah. brother, yeah. um, but you know, I, I guess what I like about this Joseph story is, as we're talking about rejection today. And we're just talking about, you know, how, how, how human beings, uh, we deal with hurt and pain. And I think that, I guess right off the bat for me, um, doesn't matter if we're Christian or not. We all deal with pain and rejection and, um, you know, having, or this particular story you're, you're mentioning about Joseph. Obviously, it's a, there's a lot of dysfunctionality there. There's older brothers that are basically wanting to kill the young guy. I guess just yeah, really we'll, briefly. We'll get to that in yeah. just a minute. Yeah. Well, I think. What I love about this story is, um, you know, my mind goes to that text, um, uh, Brenton in Romans, the 15th chapter, where, you know, it says that everything basically in the Bible is meant to give us hope, everything that yes. was written. Yes. So I guess yeah. in some ways when we're reading stories, and particularly Joseph and other stories in the Bible, there's always a lesson to be learned. And I think for Joseph at that particular time, he didn't really see the big picture or you know, see what God was doing no, in did. the midst of his he rejection. He didn't. And I think that's probably something you just throw out there at the kind of at this part of our show is we can. a lot of times when we're dealing, going through some type of rejection or feeling ostracized by family or just stuff that's just happening, you're not getting along with your siblings or, you know, whatever, whether it's coming from home or in the workplace or in the church even or just wherever yep. there's a community of people, I think during the actual time we're going through it, we don't really see that, like you said at the top of the show, that that it could probably help us grow. But the reality is, when we're going through the thick of it, we it's hard to kind of see oh, where God hard, is hard in to it. See how it's, yeah. how it's growing under those circumstances. The other thing is, when when you face rejection, yep. um, you can have um, you can have the experience of over analyzing. Yeah. Now, if you overanalyze things, and you've met people in life, and I dare say I have, um, yeah. I'm thinking of people at the moment that uh, <laughs> who, who overanalyze everything. Yeah. Overanalyzing things can do your head in. Yeah. Seriously, yeah. I'm talking on a spiritual level as well, because there are things that happen to you in life that are your fault. There are things that happen to you because other people do them to you. And there are things that happen to you because we live in a world of sin, yeah. what I call random events that can happen to good people as well as bad people. And I'm not going to overlap on what's going to be said later in the week. But basically, I don't believe Joseph was totally responsible for the situation he found yeah, himself in. definitely. But moving on in the story, we find that uh, one day his father sends him out to check up on his brothers and take some um, food out to them. So what is their answer? In chapter 37, it says they say, here comes this dreamer, let's kill him. Right. That yep. gives you some of that. This is their own half-brother, yep. their own flesh and blood, and they yep. want to kill him. Yeah. And Reuben, the oldest, steps in and says, hey, guys, tone it down. <laughs> 
no, 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 don't let's do that. Yeah. Let's throw him in a pit. There was a voice of reason. Yeah, there was a voice yeah. of reason. Let's throw him in a pit. Yeah. Let's not kill him because they wanted to kill him. Yeah. And then go back to Dad and say some wild beast um, yep. ripped him up and, uh, oh, did he come out to see us? Well, I don't think he made it, you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> so poor old Joseph, he gets thrown in a pit, and we know the story because uh, the story is that along came some Midianite traders and they sold him as a slave to the Midianite traders, and the Midianite traders took him to Egypt. Yep. Uh, maybe we'll go through that a bit more um, after we have a break or sure. something like that. But I, I want—I just want people who are listening to think about this. He's in a situation not totally of his own making. Yep. He's been rejected by his brothers when he was at home. And now he's been rejected to such a degree that they really, if they had had their way, they would have killed him. He's been sold as a slave. Now, he would have been brought up with this philosophy in life, Will, and I believe it's something worth thinking about. As a, as a Christian, sometimes we tend to think that God rewards good behaviour. Yeah. Joseph has been what I would describe as Yes, he has been spoiled by his yeah. father. There's no denying that. But I don't really believe that was his fault. I believe that he um, had been brought up by his father, probably even by his grandfather, and told that if you do the right thing, if you're faithful to God, God will come through for you yeah. eventually. Yeah. Now, <laughs> it's, it would appear to him that God is very definitely not coming through. Mm? Right. He's gone from being favoured son to now a slave. And he gets taken down to uh, Egypt. And, of course, we're told 38 is almost an interlude. And in Chapter 39, it simply starts out, when Joseph was taken to Egypt by the Ishmaelite traders, he was purchased by Potiphar, an Egyptian officer. Potiphar was captain of the guard for Pharaoh, the king of Egypt. In other words, he's fairly high position. But what is his position? He's gone from being favoured son, yeah. who could have anything he wanted, to being a slave. When you're a slave, you do everything you're told. You have no rights. You have nothing. Yeah, that's right. You are nothing. You are nothing. the property of the person who bought you from the slave market. And that's, that's uh, the situation that we find. Glad I'm not living in those times now, <laughs> Brenton. <laughs> I'm glad I'm not too, yeah. Mm. So, <laughs> so do you think the rejections, obviously it started right, way at the beginning, when, when they were already hating him because of this coat, this, this tunic that he was wearing, two, two it already things, started back two then. Two things. One thing we didn't mention, and those who know the story will be saying, he hasn't said anything about Joseph's dreams. Uh, Jacob's, uh, yeah, Joseph's dreams. We know that Joseph um, had two dreams, and uh, in the dreams, one dream, dream, there was twelve sheaves or something. His sheaf stood up, and all the other sheaves bowed down to him. Then he had another dream where the sun, moon, and stars stood down to him, and they. It says in Genesis thirty-seven, his brothers said to him, "Huh." So you think you're going to rule over us as well. So that just added to their grievance list, if you will. Right. <laughs> and um, so... So that, that probably... The coat and the dreams, the combination of the two, put him in a totally re yep. rejected phase. But now he's been taken away from the safety of his father. Yep. Who would have been his only whole sole support at home and probably Bill Haar as well. He 
for all he knows, he's never going to see these people again. Right. He's a slave in Egypt. For all he knows, he's going to die in Egypt as a slave, even though he's only 17 years of age. And so this is, this is the scenario that he's facing. <laughs> There's no mention in the Bible anywhere that, um, well, well, in chapter 39, it says in half a dozen places that God was with him. Yeah. I won't go through that now. When, when we get, after we have a break, I'll share a little bit about that because it mentions it three times in this chapter, but God was with him because we haven't finished with Joseph's rejection. Potiphar takes him on board. He's a slave. And because of his capabilities, he eventually works his way up to become Potiphar's business manager. But I think we always need to remember that even though he was in maybe a privileged position in Potiphar's house now, he's still a slave. He still has the rights of a slave, and the slaves didn't have any rights, basically. So if Potiphar decided to dismiss him, he could. If Potiphar decided to have him executed, he could, because he's his property. And, of course, in comes Mrs. Potiphar. Do we do that now or do we wait for a maybe break? We'll, <laughs> maybe we might go to a break in a, in a little, because just in a couple of minutes. Because it's in this next scenario that he feels rejection again. Yep. So and almost like to know about what, what yeah. does God do about it. Yeah. And I think probably what I just want to just add to that, what you're saying as well, Brendan, is, I mean, if I'm picturing myself reading the story as it is in Genesis, he's betrayed by his brothers, he gets sold as a... A slave. As a slave by the Midianites. At that moment in time, surely there there would have been some questions of his own about God. I think so. You know, feeling rejected, feeling rejected by his family and feeling that God is not near. And so I think, I think, but when we look at how the story unfolds, obviously we know that God was there all along and God had a bigger plan than what had happened with uh, with the, you know with his brothers and their intentions. So, I think it's again for me it's it's easy to kind of read back into um, Joseph's story and see sure. how things panned sure. out. But but if we were actually living this very thing, um, you know, how would we respond? You know, would we yeah. be yeah. so faithful and be praising God during the midst of our trials, or? Are we, do we, do we have questions about wait doubt? To, wait questions. till we get to the next two sections because yeah. this is where it gets really, really interesting. Awesome. And one of the questions I've often asked myself is sometimes in the Bible when people are under real, um, stress, real depression, real rejection, God sends an angel or someone like that. There's no mention in the Bible anywhere that at any stage during his time in Potiphar's house that an angel appeared to him and said, you're on the right track, keep up the good work or anything like that. There's no mention of that at all. Where is God? It's just total silence. As far as he's concerned, God might be sleeping. (laughs) Yeah. And I think that's what makes the story even more incredible is just his... His faithfulness, wherever he was placed, yes. you know, once he left his father's house. So, yep. hey, Brendan, looking That's forward to um, faithful. Yeah, looking forward to how we, how the story unfolds. But um, we're going to go to a break. But before we do that, um, to our li- listeners, we want to promote our free book offer one more time. Our free book offer is Courage for Tough Times by Dr. David Marshall, and uh, basically the thesis of da- Dr. David Marshall's book is that sometimes when we go through uh, trials and tribulations. 
How do we actually cope with it? And that's what we're talking about with the story of Joseph. And what Dr. David would like to suggest is God is never far away. And what David shares in his book, um, his own experience uh, through tough times, and the fact that David has come through his, his times of uh, discouragement, um, knowing that hope is found in a caring God. So, hey, we would love to um, give you this book free of charge from us to you here on Faith Event Drive Time. If you would like a free copy, please text the code SA130 to our number in the studio, 04888. Eight zero eight double one. One more time. The S. The code word is S A one three zero, and you need to text that code to zero four triple eight eight zero eight double one, and we will get that book out to you as soon as possible. Hey, we're going to go to a song now, but before you, Brendan, we've got a, um, a listener has just texted in. The name is Leonie. So, Leonie, if you're listening, thank you for hey, your Leonie. your uh, comment. <laughs> she said, "I heard the song Yell Rugged Cross. Can you tell me who sang it?" Well. The name of the artist is Anna Weatherup, and um, she has she has a beautiful uh, music ministry. Yeah, so she's the one that sang Old Rugged Cross, and I'll tell you what, we'll play another track from Anna Weatherup, and she has a rendition of the song, Because He Lives. Well, I hope you enjoy it. So we'll be back in just a few moments. You're listening to Faith FM, Drive Time, big Q&A. God sent his son. They called him Jesus He came to love Heal and forgive He lived and died To buy my pardon An empty grave is there to prove
And that is by Anna Weatherup. You're listening to Faith FM Drive Time Big Q&A. And we're on the tail end of our show today, coming live from South Australia. If you're just tuning in, we are unpacking the theme, the Bible in times of hurt and pain. And Brendan and I have been looking at the question tonight, rejection, does it happen to good people? And we've been looking at the story of Joseph, unpacking some of the principles there and certainly um, dealing with how Joseph would have been dealing with rejection in his particular story as it's revealed in Scripture. So, Brenton, um, you kind of walked us through part one with the brothers. You want to move forward to (laughs) when he finds himself in Egypt. Um, So, yeah, take our listeners through that part of the story. Sure. Look, um, the story goes this way. We started about verse 7 of chapter 39 of uh, Genesis, and it says, Joseph was a very handsome and well-built young man. And Potiphar's wife soon began to look at him lustfully. Come and sleep with me, she demanded. Now, just put yourself, Will, in his situation. He's still a slave. He might be the manager of Potiphar's household. He's still a slave. This is his master's wife saying, come and sleep with me. And he refuses. We won't go through all of that. But basically the bottom line is that she gets him in in a situation where all the other servants in the house are out and she makes her final play for him. Yep. And she grabs his garment and keeps it until Potiphar comes home. And she says, this slave who you brought to us, in other yeah. words, you appointed him as a business manager in your house, look what he's tried to do. He's tried to rape me while you were right. at work. Yep. <clears throat> now, the Bible says that Potiphar was very angry. I've often wondered what he was very angry about because mm-hmm. if he'd believed his wife, what what he could have done very easily is either put Joseph in prison or simply had him executed. Apparently the penalty for adultery, even in uh, a promiscuous society like Egypt, was death. Yeah. So you tell me. So what does he do? He puts him in jail. Now, here's, here's, here's the interesting thing. He's now experiencing rejection by Potiphar. Potiphar up until now has favoured him. Now Potiphar is believing or appears to be believing his wife's versions of events. But the suggestion in the Bible is that he didn't really believe it because he would have had Joseph executed out of hand had he really believed it. I think he was in a position where he had to do something about his wife's honour. He had to satisfy that yeah. because in that society, honour is very, very important. So somehow he had to, and she couldn't push it too far because if she pushed it too far, he might ask some difficult questions. Yeah. So... He thinks the easiest solution is I'll put Joseph in jail. Not any jail. Easiest thing that... Not any jail. And here's an interesting thing. For those of our listeners who maybe have studied the Bible, Hebrews never had jails. 
Okay. You find jails in Roman times. You find jails in Egypt and in other cultures. The Hebrews never had jails. Okay. Now, he's been put in a political jail because the guys who end up there with him are the butler and the baker of, right. the, of the pharaoh. Yep. So he ends up in jail. Remember, he's been brought up with uh, the philosophy that if you do the right thing, God will look after you. He's probably saying to himself, where is God? I've now been rejected by the one yeah. person in Egypt that I believe was had my back. Yeah. Instead of that, he's turned around and stuck me in jail. And he's, he's probably saying to himself, where is God? All the philosophy that I've been taught as a boy, he's now 30 years of age. All the philosophy that I've been taught seems to be turned on its head. You do the right thing, what do you get? Yeah. Things get worse. Uh, so anyway, the Bible makes some very interesting comments in chapter 39. In several places it says, but God was with him. Yeah, that's right. Um, really, really interesting. <laughs> Really interesting as I'm looking through it. Yeah, the Lord was with Joseph in the prison and showed him his faithful love in verse 21 of chapter 39. To cut a long story short, the two, uh, butler and the baker, have a dream. Joseph interprets the dream. One of them is restored. One is executed. And the thing he says, (laughs) which I find interesting, Will, is he says in chapter 40, verse 15, 14 and 15, he says this. He says, look, he says, um, please remember me when you get restored to the king's um, favour. Do me a favour when things go well for you. Mention me to Pharaoh so that he might let me out of this place. For I was kidnapped from my homeland, the land of the Hebrews, and now I'm here in prison, but I did nothing to deserve it. Um, (laughs) The bottom line there is that the butler goes back into the king's service and forgets him for two whole wow. years. Now, here's, here's something to think about really quickly. Had he said to Potiphar, look, you've never heard my side of the story. I've served you for 10 years. You've promoted me to the position of uh, manager of your business, and now you're taking your wife's word over me, and you haven't even heard my side of things. And then you transfer that to two years' time when the butler's completely forgotten about him. Yeah. If the butler had have remembered him the next day and said, hey, King, do you know what? There's a guy in prison that I was with who can tell dreams. Now, uh, this guy says he hasn't done anything wrong. Do you think he could um, listen to his case? If Pharaoh had have brought him in and said, hey, uh, let's hear your side of the story, and Joseph told his side of the story. I believe personally, and uh, probably you do too from the scriptures, right. given Joseph's propriety and his upright honesty, he would have said, I think you've uh, had the wrong thing done by you. I'm going to release you, and you can go back to the land of Canaan. Now, had that happened, Joseph would never have been the saviour, not only of the Egyptian people, but also his own people. He would have never have become the prime minister of the most important um, uh, power on earth at the time, Egypt. So you go over to chapter 45. Um, It's a long story, and for those who know the story, they know that eventually he becomes prime minister. His brothers come down because there's a famine on to get food, and he tests them. But he says this when he finally reveals who he is to them because they don't know who he is. Right. Uh, He says this, 
don't be upset and don't be angry with yourselves for selling me to this place. It was God who sent me here ahead of you to preserve your lives. That's verse 5. Verse 7, God has sent me ahead of you to keep you and your families alive and to preserve many survivors. Verse 8, so it was God who sent me here, not you. And he is the one who made me an advisor to Pharaoh, the manager of his entire palace and the governor of all Egypt. The story will actually (coughs) ends up that God does come through for him, but I believe God was with him all along the line. Yeah. I guess the question in 2023 is that you're asking, and I've asked at times, is when you're really going doing it tough, where is God? What is he doing? And yet the Bible tells us that often in times like that, he's with us. Yeah. Remember Psalm 91, the angel of the Lord accampeth around those who fear him and delivereth them. And I was thinking as I was preparing this uh, uh discussion for air tonight one of my very favorites and probably yours too is proverbs 3 5 and 6 and i'm mm. sure there must have been times when joseph quoted this trust in the lord with all your heart yep. and lean not on your own understanding in all your ways acknowledge him and he will direct your paths yep. so the bo- the bottom line i guess is in rejection is place our case in god's hands he Right through his life, up until he becomes prime minister, he's basically in a powerless position. There's an imbalance of power. Whoever he's dealing with, his brothers, they want to kill him. (laughs) Potiphar puts him in jail. (laughs) Uh, The butler forgets who he is. He's the power imbalance. He's 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 the helpless one. Yeah. But now he's prime minister of Britain. Of, of Britain. <laughs> he's prime minister of Egypt. <laughs> <laughs> right. Who would want to be prime minister of Britain? He's yeah. prime minister of Egypt, and um, he's all powerful. Pharaoh says to him, "Only on the throne will I be greater than you." If you say to someone, "Jump." They need to say how high, <laughs> yeah, because you're in charge. I'm putting you in charge of the whole of the land of Egypt. Uh, God brought him to this this position, but it was God. This is why the word "it was God who sent me here." It was God who made me um, ruler to Pharaoh or uh, advisor to Pharaoh. It was God who sent me here to save lives. Yep. So the bottom line, I guess, in our discussion today is is pretty simple. We all feel rejection. Those yeah. those of us who are trying to follow the Lord are going to uh, suffer rejection. Some of our listeners, I believe, are probably suffering rejection right now. Yeah. Place your case in God's hands. Remember those promises and also remember the one from Hebrews 13 verse 12, which I think is a good one. I will never leave you or forsake you. Amen. It's the um, promise that God made to Joshua after Moses had died. And God comes to Joshua and says, you're in charge now. Lead them into the land of Canaan. Yeah. And Joshua's going, oh, who, me? Yes. <laughs> As I was with Moses, so I'll be yeah. with you. Maybe you've got some final words that you yeah. can share. <laughs> I guess, yeah, I guess for me, and thank you for sharing, Brendan, I think you've really done well to kind of succinctly share such a, a big part of the book of Genesis and uh, the way you've explained it to our listeners. I, th- I think they'll be blessed um by a presentation, I think the probably the big idea as well, just to kind of add to what you're saying as well, which you've already reiterated, is that um, when you look at the story of Joseph, that Joseph was never, he was never ever at any time rejected by God, never. And I think that's no. a big idea for us to kind of, um, for our listeners to, yeah, just to kind of communicate that to 
because um, so often when we do go through severe setbacks, disappointments, discouragement, um, in, we kind of invariably associate it, oh, okay, God must not like me or he's punishing me or I must have done something wrong. And so we overanalyze all, it. Overanalyze, yeah, we exactly. Overanalyze it. And I think I think why the story of Joseph is being so inspiring for throughout the centuries, especially for young people, and I can't tell you how many times, as well as yourself, Brendan, when whenever there's like a youth rally or there's a youth, um, Joseph and Dan, some of these big name characters in the Bible, because it paints a story. They it's, really it's pop not into it's your not just screen, theology. It's not yeah, just it is. something to understand yeah, intellectually, absolutely. but yeah. it's like a real person. Yeah. He had real challenges. This is what happened. This is how God came through. There were times where he didn't even know where God was, and yet he still trusted God. Yeah. He still kept going. Mm. I mean, he was. He could have said when he got to jail, he could have said, look, that's it. I'm done. I've been faithful all along yeah. in Potiphar's household. What have I got for it? I got stuck in jail. Yeah. So I guess, I guess the done. lesson Instead there is... Instead of that, yeah. he was faithful in jail to the point that the jailer, who was a judge of the jail, put him in charge yeah. of all the prisoners. So he's faithful all the way through. Yeah. So when he gets to the throne, it's not a big step when Pharaoh takes off his ring and says, hey, you're number two, get on with it. Yeah. And he's, you know, he's ready for it. And, and what's <laughs> even probably my last thought as well is he wasn't faithful because he knew that this was going to work out that way. No, he, he had didn't no know. idea he when he was in jail, that it was no idea serving in Potiphar's household yeah. that that God was going to install him to essentially second in line in terms of power to, to Pharaoh himself. And I think that's what makes the story of Joseph so powerful is that he was faithful regardless of whatever was going to happen. He was faithful where he was placed. And I think that's, that's a beautiful... A key, that's a key takeaway yeah. point for today. Number one, God is always with us. He was with Joseph all the way through. If you'd asked Joseph as he went into prison, first day in prison, do you believe God is with you? I wonder if he'd give the same answer as he does in chapter 45, right. where he says three times, it was not you but God who sent me here. Yeah, praise God for that. Yeah. Hey, listen, Brenton, it's always a ble- pleasure to um, spend time with you in the studio today. Likewise. Fortunately, our time is up. Uh, just is. a quick uh, promo for tomorrow. Our good friends Gary and Marty are going to be in the studio tomorrow, and they're going to be looking at the question, can I or can we explain every hurt? And um, we're going to be uh, – they're going to be looking at another uh, biblical character. I won't spoil, I won't give any spoiler alert, but um, they're going to be unpacking about uh, an individual in the Bible that certainly had his fair share of, of hurt and pain and rejection and discouragement. So please tune in tomorrow to Ricardo, Gary and Marty, should I say, as they uh, lead yes, out Ricardo our show tomorrow. Too, I think. Yeah, yeah, praise God. So to our listeners out there, thank you for tuning in today. We hope that you called in for a free book offer. If you didn't get a chance today, hey, we'll be promoting the book offer tomorrow and the rest of the week. But uh, we've got to go now. But until then, we want to leave you always with the words of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. He says to you and I today in the Gospel of John, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. May God bless you and we'll see you next time.
Play.